to mess with the opener. Not your job, okay? You have a, a monopoly on shenaniganery? Uh, yeah. When it no. comes to the opening of the podcast, I no. do, as a matter of fact. No. You always throw me for a, for a curveball. This time I knocked it out of left field. All right? You've knocked it out of left field like the last seven times. First you were a snow Mexican. Then you were British. Then You can't say that. You can't just refer to Canadians as snow Mexicans and not at least clarify what you're talking about so that we don't get accused of racism. How's that racism? Mexican. That's a country, not a race. If anything, that's countryism. Nationalists? Don, I don't know. It's not racism, though. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay, so if I were to say something like we should commit violent acts against Zimbabwe, that would you're saying that wouldn't be racist? I mean, I don't think like why Zimbabwe. I was naming a country that is ninety nine percent black people. Yeah, but if it's because of... that is why it is racist. So you saying? I mean, I think Mexicans, it depends on the overall. It is a like, majority context. Hispanic people. Therefore, okay. When you say snow Mexicans, it sounds like you're saying something derogatory towards the Hispanic people from Mexico. There's nothing derogatory. About Therefore, that but no, but people don't know that Thomas. I feel like anyone with a working brain cell can. That's put that why together. when you say snow Mexicans, you have to clarify. That you are referring to Canadians. Well, they don't got snow in Mexico, David, do they? They have. Well, you can't prove that in this moment, can you? I, I could in about five seconds with a Google. Go. One, two, three, four, five. You're Your phone idiot. didn't even open, dog. You're an idiot. Oh, man. Uh, he he meant Canadians. No, I meant what I meant. Cause one time I opened up with a Canadian accent. I'm, I'm I said what I said. That's not racist. In case you didn't, it's not. I agree. That's why I said you can't say it without clarifying it. I think the lack of context is what makes it funny. You're gonna get us canceled. You're gonna be the one to get us canceled. I want you to know that if we ever become famous and then all of our sponsors drop us because something inappropriate was said and we are canceled by the media and the public, it will be your fault. Probably, but you'll still be my best friend. <laughs> oh, man. Thomas, one of your best traits is your apathy. My apathy? Yes, please I don't. I know what that means. <laughs> Apathy is a lack of caring. Yeah, a lackadaisical attitude. Nope. When you are apathetic, it means you don't care. I care a lot about a lot of things. Exactly. Exactly. But the things you don't care about is hilarious. You're just like so... Like... I don't know how to explain it. But just some things you're like, I don't care. How it affects me. And uh, that's a good... It's, it's refreshing. I care too much about how everything affects me. I only don't care about the important stuff. 
Which is always good to have Which, in a business I mean, like, partner. if you think about it, it's more freeing that way. I, I don't disagree. Which is why then my body, which is consistently consumed by anxiety, is jealous of you. Yeah, but we've also, like, talked about, like, how crazy my brain goes sometimes. Yes, it is a place that I don't often envy. Like, did you know we didn't know anything about eels? I'm sorry? We don't know anything about eels. <laughs> I feel like that's not true. We know what they are. Okay, okay, we know a li- We don't know as much as we should know about eels after studying them for so long. I don't understand the... Uh... Eels could be the cure of cancer and we wouldn't know. I, bro, look up. Eels. I feel like if we, if there was a cure to cancer in eels, we would certainly know it. Bro, look up eels. I promise you, you're not ready for this rabbit hole. I guarantee you, Thomas. Eels have been microscoped, dissected, probably even MRI'd. Like we, we know more about eels than you seem to think we do. You know, I gotta be honest. I with can you almost really guarantee that. When I was a kid. I thought electric eels and quicksand were going to be much more of a problem. We get it. You have Twitter. You saw that somewhere in your... No, no, no. Like, like yeah. obviously the quicksand thing is a running bit, but like electrical eels, like that, I 100% was traumatized. I Like every time it was bath time, I would check the bath. The or, bath? Or, yeah. You I weren't was... taught that they were sea creatures? I mean, I, I don't think my parents ever knew. Like, my mom's probably going to text me after hearing this episode and be like, what the heck, dude? It's okay. Um, my mom, she would get mad if she heard me saying this, but she doesn't listen to our podcast. Uh, she does. But what are the odds she listens to this one, right? Um, mom used to think that flamingos were fake. They aren't. I was just like, kidding. mom, just kidding. They're, they're at the zoo. She's like, animatronic, not real. I was like, that's just not... That's commitment. Factual. Like, they are they are real animals. She's like, nope. They're robots. Kind of like the bird thing now. But, like... I mean, you know, they set on power lines to charge, right? My mom didn't think there was, like, a grand conspiracy about birds. Or about right. flamingos. She just thought they were pretty and people liked to look at them, so they made them in abundance and sent them to zoos. Interesting. Yeah. Birds yeah. aren't real, though. No, they're not. I'm kidding. I believe they're, they're I believe spyware. Birds are real. Uh, name one bird that is outside of the U.S. It's obviously Big Brother watching us. There are a lot of birds outside of the U.S. Italy is flooded with seagulls. Okay, touche. There are touché. pigeons all over England. Well, we all know that our country's spy system is top of the line. So maybe all birds are actually American spies. There's... Quail hunting is a major sport in Canada. Yeah, because they don't want their American spies to get the drop on them. Tom, let me ask you a question. Snow Mexicans are smart. Have you have you ever eaten a turkey or a chicken? I mean, I've been I've eaten things labeled turkey and chicken, but I've never actually like farmed or plated it, so I don't know if it's actually turkey or chicken. Well, as someone who has killed a turkey, I don't believe you. Defeathered, cleaned, and cooked a turkey. I can confirm that birds are in fact real. No, David, I'm 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 doing a bit here. Obviously, I birds, don't know that you obviously are. birds I'm are real, saying, dude. This is not the first time that you've said something 
And I have used logic against you, and then you'd be like, ah, it's a bit. I was joking with you. Ah. David, do you I'm think... You're dumb? We, yes. No, we've been best friends for how long? 14 years? 14 years. Don't you think that if this was a real thing, I would have confided in you way before we started this podcast, my belief about birds? I don't know. If I had a belief that's stupid, I would be pretty tight to the vest about it, you know? Dude, you have plenty of beliefs that are stupid. And the Literally last thing, name one. Uh, Mac Jones being a dog. I thought you were... <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, I, well, we'll get to that. In a no, no, no. We Mac will. Jones but, uh, is a dog. Uh, before we leave the bird conversation, though. Okay. You ever think about how wild it is that we used to communicate via pigeon? Yeah. Like, that's how do they know non- where to go? That's nonsense, How do they dude? know where to go? That's nonsense. If there is... Anything that is going to convince me that birds are robots, it is carrier pigeons. Yeah, dude. How do they know where to go? How do One, how do they know where to go? Two, how do they not get mollywopped by a hawk or something? Or one of the... Like, I'm sure someone did. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Could you imagine? Like, I wonder what tragedies in history occurred because a carrier pigeon got bopped. Or imagine, like... I'm sure social anxiety has been around for a long time. Yeah. Someone is oh like too god. nervous to talk to this girl. Oh my god. He's like, I'm going to send a pigeon to her. See how she responds. Not Sends only. it. Gets murked. Uh, the girl, meanwhile, is like, I wonder if he's ever going to talk to me. Maybe he'll send me a message via carrier pigeon. And then and he's over there, there. Nothing ever happens. And so she moves on. He moves on. Their lives are drastically different. Because a freaking snake dropped out of a tree to hawk a pigeon. Okay, interesting. Uh, he's just over there being like, damn, she left me on red and murked my pigeon. <laughs> that was brutal. <laughs> but yeah, man, I didn't even think about that. It is wild. How do they know where to go? How do they know where to go? That's that's my biggest question. How, how do they know where to go? How do they avoid quicksand? These are all great questions. Well, they fly. That's yeah, but they land. That Not on quicksand. Why would a bird land on sand? Uh, Have you ever been to the beach? Fair play. Just saying. Have you ever seen quicksand on a beach? I've never seen quicksand. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's not what it's like in movies. You don't step on it, and the more you struggle, the faster you sink. Like, it's not. It's more like this little bubbly, like... Every survival tip I've been taught about quicksand is apparently false. Yeah, I mean, it's just not... And by every, I mean the only survival tip. <laughs> Don't move around. Don't move around in quicksand. <laughs> I need you to know, David, that if I was ever on a hike pre this conversation and I started the sink, I would just freeze. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I wouldn't even reach for my phone. I would just freeze. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, we should probably address the elephant in the room. Our loyal listening fans. There's no elephant in here. Are probably thinking. Uh, yo, it's Monday. Where's our pot? It's the week after the uh, first NFL weekend. Like, what? where's our pot? Tuesday comes around, they're thinking the same thing. Where's our pot? I was sick. I'm here to tell you, you're getting a pod today. You're getting a pod tomorrow. You're getting a pod Friday. You will have three pods this week. I don't... You know... It might be today, 
Friday and Saturday. You're getting three pods this week. You know, David, every time we say that they're getting We're doing pods. it, Thomas. We're doing it. Okay, buddy. Even if it's I know I know <coughs> we got some plans. Ooh. But even if it's Tuesday or oh, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, we gotta put out three pods this week. Yeah. We've been too inconsistent the last couple of weeks. The NFL is back. It's not it's not like we're just like, oh, we don't want to do a pot today. We've been busy. We've had plans. I had to spend unexpectedly a week at my mom's house. And I got crazy um, hours at work unexpectedly. Yeah, Thomas randomly got a bunch of hours at work. It was nice. Um, we were both sick the other day when we were meant to record. And so it just, there have been unforeseen circumstances that have come up. There have been plans that have been scheduled, work schedules, whatever. Like, if we could have put out more, we would have put out more. We just couldn't. And so, um, this week. This week. You're getting three. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You're getting three. You work on Friday? No. Boom. You're getting three. I work tomorrow. Now I know for a fact you're getting three. Yes. Um, Anyway, point is, we apologize. We are here. We have NFL stuff to talk about. It was a wild week in NFL football. First weeks generally are. It was a wild week. And I, you have no idea how much I am having to hold back in my brain. Both holding back my excitement for certain things and holding back my panic on certain things. And we'll get to all of that. Uh, but we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Than we did last season. Yeah. Uh, last season, we pretty much picked four games. To, like, that dial in on. We dialed in on and talked in depth about those games. This week, what we're going to try to do, or this time, this year, uh, what we're going to try to do is pick out the storylines that we noticed. Positive, negative, exciting, whatever. Mm-hmm. That, we, that stuck out particularly to us individually. Thomas has a list. I have a list. We will get to as many of them as possible. Um, but that is what we're going to try. Let us know if you like that. Let us know if you like the more in-depth uh, going into the games. Let us know. Give us feedback. Let us know what you think. But we thought this way uh, with these storylines, we'll still be talking about a lot of games, but we think we'll be able to get a lot more into – we'll get into more games this way. Um, without having to do a deep dive on all of them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. and uh, Really just hit the high notes, if you will. We should probably start off by saying uh, this week started off just like last year ended. Thomas is ahead in the picks. Ten. He was 10-6 and six this week. I was 8-8 eight and eight this week. Speaking of that, when are we doing my punishment, man? We got to do We got to give the people what they want. Hmm. We got to do it. We can talk about it off pod, but we got to do it. Yeah. I think that'd be a great first video podcast. When are we doing that? Uh, well, we can talk about that off pod. I went to buy the ring light at Dollar General the other day. Gone. Dang. They don't have them anymore. Dang. Well, we got to figure that out off pod. We will. We will. I don't think the listeners would like to hear our uh, logistics talk. One of these days. One of these days. But... I feel like we should probably start with the most prominent news of the weekend. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know where I'm going with 
Texas. I'm right? not. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we learned this weekend that uh, I'm right about everything. Oh my god. <laughs> I took the time to make a list of all the things I was right about. Oh my god. Uh, that's what I was doing. Can, over okay, here. And, uh, the, when you were asking. In case me. you forgot about our word of the day segment, the word of today is insufferable. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 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 Listen, again, I've said it once, I'll say it a hundred times. Oh, I have already said it. David Cowan am stupid. I'm not right about a lot. The one few thing I'm right about, one of the few things I'm right about a lot, mm-hmm. not even a lot, but occasionally, mm-hmm. is football. And this weekend I happen to be right a lot. Okay, okay. Well but, we'll just let, let's go through the list then. No, nah, we'll get we'll get to that later. No, no, I do want to no. talk about the main thing. First. Aaron Rodgers? Obviously Aaron okay. Rodgers. That's what I was expecting. You dick. I feel bad. I don't. I, I feel bad. I don't feel bad. I feel sick. And here's why. Do you have Aaron Rodgers in fantasy? I acquired Aaron <laughs> Rodgers in fantasy. <laughs> Not only... Okay, listen, dude. Listen, dude. Oh, the last two seasons... I have been a dumpster fire of a team. Because here's my thing, right? My favorite thing to do in fantasy football is trade. That's my that's my downfall. It's a it's the double edged sword, if you will. Because I'll win there's no like okay trades for me. I swing for the fence and I strike out a lot more than I connect. And that is why my team is so bad. Uh, I made this massive trade, dude. I brought in Aaron Rodgers, Adam Thielen. Uh, someone else who I can't remember. Oh, Darren Waller. Uh, I brought in George Pickens and someone else who I can't remember. And I did all of them underperformed massively. Yeah, but one of them hurts a little bit more than the others. George Pickens? No, Aaron Rodgers. I bet he hurts a lot more than he did on Sunday too. Yeah, uh, that was a. I was supposed to be competitive this year, and like, I have three other quarterbacks on roster, which is a big step up from you know one. Especially in a two-quarterback league. That's probably why I sucked so hard. But uh, I had four. And my quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Pickett, Jordan Love, and Baker Mayfield. And now I am back down to three. I mean, Jordan Love had a heck of a week. He did. And Baker Mayfield had a good week, too. Yeah. But I just it was nice to only have to figure out my flex quarterback. Not my quarterback and my flex quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, I feel bad. And here's why I feel bad. First of all, Aaron Rodgers, I feel bad for him. Um, this is, according to him, the mm-hmm. best shape he's been in in 10 years. I mean, so he says. Um, but also, think, like, you got to think back to his last contract negotiation with uh, Green Bay. We've talked about this a hundred times, uh, but there were a lot of people complaining about whiny millionaires while signing with billionaires. Yeah. There were a lot of Packers fans who villainized Aaron Rodgers during those contract negotiations. Um, and so this is a quarterback who has brought this team a Super Bowl, who has been one of the best quarterbacks the league had ever seen for their team, Kept their team in relevance when otherwise they wouldn't be for a long time. And he simply wanted say in the offense yeah, and wanted to be paid accordingly. 
neither one of which is a hard ask. And he was met with pushback from the general manager and a lot of hate from Green Bay Packer fans. Yeah. And then he makes this decision to go to New York and suddenly hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are clamoring over him. He is loved by the city, by the coach, by the fans, everybody. Mm-hmm. He's finally feeling, he's finally in a place where he feels like people truly want him, respect his opinion, care about his opinion, are going to listen to it and take it into note, uh, take it into account. And then, uh, the anticipation that he's had for this season. I mean, he's been so happy with the Jets. He's been at training camp. He's been at OTAs, something he hasn't been in the Packers in the last eight years. Um, he's been so excited for this team. He's talked about how much he believes in this team and this offense. And then four plays into the first drive, he tears his Achilles tendons out for the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I mean... It is... Uh... I feel bad Tragic. and I don't like he's a multimillionaire. He owns 17 homes. He's a good looking dude. He can get any girl he wants. Like, I don't feel bad. Well, he's going to be not fine. Any girl. He's going to feel ba- fine, I'm sure. But I I do like when, so- when something is so built up and then it is ripped away from you completely out of your control due to nothing you did, that's got to be defeating. You know what I mean? But not just for Aaron Rodgers. Imagine Jets fans. I mean, they had to know that something Imagine was Imagine Jets fans. It's no secret that Joe Namath sold the franchise's soul to the devil to win the third Super Bowl. I'm just saying. They name, had to know. Name a current living Jets fan that's been happy with their football team. They haven't been good. Uh, the fireman was happy for a They while. have not been good in decades. They were good. They made back-to-back AFC championships in the 2010s. They did. They lost both, but they still made it. Yes, I'm sure they were very happy and had a lot of belief in Mark Sanchez. They called him the Sanchez dog. They have been such a horrific franchise for literally decades, and now they are getting a guy who just is just two years removed from back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. A guy who is who a lot of people consider the most talented person to ever throw a football. Like most just like pure talent. Um, and there, I mean, all the hype that's been built up about this offense, about, uh, how good Aaron Rodgers looks and how good he's going to be and all these additions they've had, uh, offensively and how good, how great that defense is and this, that, and the other. And then again, four plays in to their first drive. It is all ripped away immediately. Yeah. uh, And then finally, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, finally... I feel bad for all of the players that joined the New York Jets. For Zach Wilson. Specifically because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you want to speak about things being ripped away. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was going to transition there. Okay. Uh, Cam Akers is probably done being a running back one. I think it was pretty clear that they... Attempted to move on last season. It just didn't work for whatever reason. Uh, but this, he had a bad game. He had 22 attempts for 29 yards. Yeah, I saw that. That was very bad. I mean, he, he did he have a touchdown? 
Yeah, he had a touchdown, but like, dude. Yeah. 22 carries. That's like 1.1 yards per carry. Uh, It is 1.3. That's crazy. If you're hitting 20 carries, I'm hoping for 100 yards. I'm hoping that you're going to break off a run at some point. And I think 80 yards is more realistic. That's four I mean, yards a carry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like five yards a carry is a lot. Either way, for twenty yards or for twenty carries. Either way, though. Yeah. Like twenty nine is absurd. Yeah. That's ridiculously yeah. bad. Yeah, that's very bad, especially when you factor in uh, Kyron Williams, who had fifty two yards on fifty two carry. Not. That's 50, even worse. Fifty two <laughs> yards on fifteen carries and yeah. two touchdowns. Like. Yeah. Dude. One of those was significantly better than the other. Um, and thank God for Kyron Williams because the, he helped this Rams team propel past the Seattle Seahawks, which is just wild. I think a lot of, well, wild to some people. Um, that brings me into one of the things I was right about, uh, which is that um, the the Rams were going to be good again because Matthew Stafford was coming back. He was healthy. Um and Matthew Stafford, last time we saw him healthy, won a Super Bowl. And so a lot of people wrote the Rams off. Guess what? They just beat the team that a lot of people said were going to get even better than they were last year. And, you know, um, huh. Guess what? The Rams won. They look good in it, too. It was not just a win. It was a 17-point win. And uh, that that's just one of the things that I was right about that I'll go ahead and cross off my list here. It I'll, I'll get to the rest eventually. They uh, they had a really uh, strong receiving performance from a couple of guys who had to step up the next man up. Was it like Puka Okula or something like that? Yeah, so we were expecting Van Jefferson, but he only got five targets. Uh, Puka Nakua, had, Puka Nakua. F- had 15 targets, 10 catches, 119 yards. Also, 2-2 Atwell, also 119 yards on eight catches. Six catches on eight targets. That's a couple. That's a. That's a. Those. Those are two big performances in a next man up situation. Yeah, dude. And uh, Van Jefferson's lifeline as a wide receiver too might be a lot shorter than we thought it was. Yeah. Um, Monday, after I was looking, I was looking through all the stats and the box scores and right. stuff of all the games and like watching some highlights and stuff. Um, I saw that and I went to the waiver wire to see if I could pick up. Yeah. This Puka Nakua guy. Um, because Tutu Atwell's already on a lot of rosters, but um, he was already claimed in literally every league. I tried, yeah. tried to pick him up. Yeah, and isn't that always the most crushing moment when yeah. you're like, "Oh, I found a guy." He was I already found a claimed. hidden gem, and then you go to look, and he's and you're like, "Oh, zero of five availability." Yeah, yikes. But yeah, man, uh, they look good. Both uh, Kyron Williams looked great. And yeah. the receivers look good. Matthew Stafford looked good. Uh, all around a good game for the Rams, kind of showing us that they're still here. Yeah. Like, again, the last time this team was healthy, they won a freaking Super Bowl. Uh, and obviously Cooper Cup is out, and he had a great season that season, but someone's got to throw in the ball, right? And that guy's still healthy. Right. And so I'm, I'm excited for the Rams. I'm excited to be right again. Um, you know, happens a lot. That's just one of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things I was right about um, 
You know what I think? I think every time you say the words, I'm right, this podcast, we should add another wing to your count. I disagree. Another thing that I was correct about oh, fudge um, you. has to do with that game, and that is that Seattle would regress. I said it uh, at the beginning of the season. I do not think Seattle – I think they caught lightning in a bottle last year, and I don't think it was sustainable. I don't think Geno Smith's play last year was sustainable. I don't think that team – uh, that bad defense, being able to win as many games as they did, have the offense that they did, didn't think it was sustainable. And this weekend, I think that showed. They only put up 13 points. Geno Smith looked pedestrian. Uh, it was just not, not a great, not a great look for the Seattle Seahawks. Also, real quick, we should toss out this disclaimer. Should have done it at the beginning of the pod. Um, this is week one. <laughs> All of these things are very likely to change. Seattle could win the next their next 16 games. The Rams could lose their next 16 games. So are you saying All that you might things. be bragging too soon? But Absolutely. You're gonna, but you're going to keep bragging? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay. Absolutely. I just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, Seattle's horrible. Okay. Um, they're not going to win another game this season based on what they did. That's an obviously. I'm kidding. Tip. Obviously, that was very. I hyperbolic. can't wait to throw that in your face next week. Very hyperbolic, but I do think it's fair to say they have regressed. Uh, and again, week one, so maybe not fair to say. But I called the regression. It looks like a regression. I was correct once again. Anyway, my yeah. next point was that. Your first point was Cam Akers? Mm-hmm. All right. My first point was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. My second point. Um, the Lions look really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Lions look really good. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. Multiple, mul- like, there were really interesting play calls. There was a, I mean, the biggest, like, I'm trying to think of how to say this family friendly. Um, I'm going to show you I'm him call on their own. I think it was like 18 yard line. Uh, fourth down, go for it. Fake punt. Successful by Dan Campbell. The offense looked really good. Jared Goff had a couple of beautiful balls. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal play from Jared Goff. The offense looked really good. David Montgomery looked very good. Uh, Jameer Gibbs didn't look as good as we wanted him to, but in a couple of plays, man, he had flashes where, I mean, he look, he can turn on the speed. He can go 0-60 to 60 in 1.5. Yeah. It was incredible. He would catch the ball on like a slant route, or not a slant route, but a, a screen play, and take two steps to kind of get where he's going, and then... Phew, I mean, just take off. It was incredible yeah. to see. I also think that it's very reasonable to not really judge a rookie. Oh, absolutely. Until yeah. like at least week four, five, six. Yeah, absolutely. Know? But David Montgomery looked really good. And Jameer Gibbs looked like he's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, again, Amon Ross St. Brown made a couple of beautiful catches. Jared Goff looked unbelievable. Even the defense made a couple of really big plays, really good stops. Um, I mean, really just looked... Really, really good all around for um, for Detroit. Obviously, they only put up 20 points. 
21 points. They're going to want that to be up, right? But they did hold the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs to 20 points. I think a lot of that was a lot of drops. 10%, over 10% of Patrick Mahomes' passes were dropped, Mm -hmm. which is absurd. Uh, A lot of drops, a lot of poor, like, blown coverages. A lucky pick six. And by lucky, I mean all Kadarius Tony's fault. Pick six uh, for Detroit. But nonetheless, I, even if you can say, oh, it wasn't Detroit. You, Detroit held Kansas City Chiefs to um, 20 points, which is good. So all around, I think Detroit looked really, really good. I think it is a legitimate... I, I was on the... Let's not count out the... Packers and the Vikings and go ahead and crown Detroit NFC North champions. Let's let's wait a bit. Yeah. Um so all the things I was right about, that's one thing I was wrong about. I think they were far and away the best team in the NFC North. Even this week. with how Jordan Love looked? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't because I don't think that's sustainable. And and we'll get to that. But um yeah. I mean okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I think the hype about Detroit is real. I I was hesitant. I had belief and hope, but was hesitant. I'm fully bought in now after that game. It was incredible. It was a great game to watch. Okay, okay. I mean, it was. That it was. Uh, my next story is going to be about Pittsburgh. Because, of course, it is. <laughs> I specifically didn't bring up Pittsburgh. Because I didn't want to break your heart. I mean, it's not breaking my heart. I mean, the 49ers are a strong team. And Brock Purdy isn't nothing, and our secondary is probably one of the worst ones in the league. So, like, that is easy math to do. And Matt Canada still calls plays. So, like, <laughs> uh, like, listen, when when the game kicked off, there was that budding new season optimism, you know, where you're like, I'm going to believe every single piece of hype I have digested in the last six months, and I'm just going to – I'm ready to be hurt. And then the 49ers march down and score like it's nothing. And you're like, ah, yes. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I remember now. Uh, no, but Deontay Johnson is going to miss a few weeks. And I think this is an interesting opportunity, especially for a player that I'm personally very high on in Calvin Austin. But not just him. I think it's also a huge opportunity for George Pickens. Uh, that Steelers team is young and the only way to improve is to get play time. So with Deontay Johnson missing a few weeks, and again, we don't know the timeline exactly, just that multiple weeks is what's been used. So I'm assuming three to four. Um, That's going to create a number of opportunities for Pickens and Austin, both wide receivers taken in the second and fourth round respectively last year. So I think, I think it'll be exciting as a Steelers fan, or maybe I'm just lying to myself. I would go with that one. No, I'm kidding. I I still believe in the Steelers. I still believe I'm in the Steelers. I'm glad one of us do. Um, and I should say this. I, I said I wasn't going to bring up um, the Steelers. I kind of was. You were going to talk about parody. But talking about how good the 49ers were. Yeah, you were going to uh, talk about parody. Which does lead me to yeah, yeah, yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. right about parody. The third thing... That I was right about. So, um, really which fast. was that Brock Purdy is him. Really fast. It's time for me to give a disclaimer. He was him against 
to use Saquon or not Saquon to use Stephen A. Smith's words, T.J. Watt in a bag of chips. He was him. Like, and he got sacked three times by T.J. Watt. Yeah, pressured a lot, and uh, still I wouldn't say pressured a out lot of his. I would say mind. he was pressured four plays. I will say this: I was right about Brock Purdy in the sense that I said everyone else, calm down on Brock Purdy, calm down on Brock Purdy. I was saying no, no, this kid is good. Brock Purdy. What do you mean you're even considering Darnold? Why are you even considering Lance? Brock Purdy is him. He is the guy. He's, I mean, he was the best player in the playoffs last year. He was the best player in the postseason at the time of his injury last year. I said that. I said he would continue to be that. I said if he plays a healthy season, the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC. If he plays a healthy season, they will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And, uh... I think we should wait until he plays against a team that can cover the middle of the field. He's fantastic. That's all I'm saying. He is fan-freaking-tastic. I will say this. I was also partially wrong about Brock Purdy. Because I said I thought it would take him a couple of weeks to get back into the swing. I said he's coming off the Tommy John. His elbow is still hurting him. It might take him a couple of weeks to get back. That feels um, like a fake. And so I was wrong in that sense. That feels because like he a, came back immediately. That feels like a uh, kind of around the back or around the front, like pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? That I was wrong about that. Well, I'm admitting that I was wrong. Yeah, but like in a in a in a sense, you're admitting that you were wrong about how long it would take him to recover after bragging about being right about. I'm him admitting being I him. was wrong about how long it would take for me to be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and in a way, that's not really admitting you were wrong I mean, so much fair. as giving yourself a, a sly pat on the back, and I will not let it go unrecognized. But I did have one of my points um, stories from the week that I saw. Um, I think the 49ers are the team to beat in the NFC. Okay. And that includes the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and let me tell you why. The defense was phenomenal. Against the Steelers. The offense was phenomenal. Also against the Steelers. The pass game was good. The run game was okay. The, but the defense, phenomenal. The run so, game looked a lot better than it was Based yeah. like like Christian McCaffrey's stats are crazy, but oh, they were oh. carried by two big monstrous yeah. runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Christian McCaffrey looked great. Um, Joey Bosa, Nick back Bosa. like he never left. Nick Bosa, are we sure? Yes. Nick plays for San Francisco. Joey plays for L.A. Okay, the Bosa on San Francisco. Nick, I'm not so sure. Okay, uh, the more attractive Bosa. Nick was the one. Who, okay, how about this? Hot Bosa, Fugly Bosa. That's kind of rude to Joey. He's not very pretty. What did Joey ever do to you? Have you seen him? He looks like a football player. He looks like a, yeah, he looks like he went to Ohio for college. Like The other Bosa looks like a Hanes underwear model. He does look like he went to California for college. He's pretty, right? I mean. I'm just saying. Hot Bosa. I think I'd go more handsome than pretty, but anyway, potato. potato. Hot Bosa played phenomenal. Back like he never left. Like he never. And people were worried because he wasn't at training camp and all that. Oh, what if he's out of shape? He's freaking Hot Bosa. He's not going to be out of shape. He was working his booty off until he signed that contract, got in there, 
and played his freaking tail off like he deserves to be paid $34 million a year. Um, so, with all that being said... Um, I'm pretty sure he only the, missed like two defensive snaps the entire game. Yeah, I think it was like four, but yeah. Um, the Eagles, meanwhile, looked very mid against the Patriots. They came away with a win, but Jalen Hurts didn't look great. Uh, the receivers didn't look great. The run game didn't look great. The defense didn't look great. Nothing looked great. I mean, I think, like, you're right, but I think that makes sense a little bit. Like, this and team again, got picked apart in free yeah, 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 agency. Yeah. You and know? again, it's week one, right? So, this could all change. And I'm sure it will. I'm sure, like, the Chiefs will get better. The Eagles will get better. The Bengals will get better. A lot of these teams that underperformed will rise back to the mean. A lot of these teams that overperformed will lower back to the mean. Like, water always finds its level, yeah. right? Uh, but just based on the week one performances from Philadelphia and from San Francisco, I think the 49ers, if Brock Purdy can stay healthy, are the team to beat in the NFC. True. Well, uh, in the AFC, let me talk to you about the Chargers. I know they lost, but I want to talk about their run game. They had two. They have two running backs in the top five. For rushing like the chargers did not have a bad game at all they lost but that's because miami was just i mean it's hard to compete with the two fastest wide receivers in the nfl you know uh but on the run on the run ground austin eckler had 16 attempts for 117 yards and a touchdown is that good uh, i think so i think so uh joshua kelly do you know who that is Pretty sure he went to UT, was a fifth-round pick in, like, 2019. I do not. Uh, 16 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. That's pretty good. Uh, that, that is pretty good uh, production, definitely. Oh, no, no, no. He went to UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, not UT. Whatever. Excuse me. I don't think it matters. That's why I said whatever. I was like, well, I, I just wanted to clarify, all right? I don't want someone coming at me being like, ah, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. No, I think uh, this is not reason to panic for the Chargers. I think if uh, Pittsburgh fans are panicking, I get it. I think it's too early. It's week one, but I get it. If Chiefs fans or Bengals fans are panicking, way too early. You have the two best quarterbacks in the league. Stop it. But I get it, right? Um, I don't think Chargers fans have a reason to panic. I feel like Bengals fans had a bigger reason to panic after week one last year. When yeah, Burrow Joe, Joe Burrow like threw five, five picks. picks. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't. I don't think he threw any. This no, he didn't have any turnovers this week. Yeah, um, but I think anyway. The reason, the thing I'm saying is, I think a lot of teams have reason to panic. I disagree. It's too early. Wait a bit, but I get it. Chargers fans should not have reason to panic. The Steeler offense looked great. Have every reason to Who? panic. Steeler fans. No, you're fine. It's week one. We are so You played against, like, the third best team in the entire NFL. Yeah, and that's how we'll play against the 31st worst team in the NFL, as long as Matt Canada's calling offensive plays. But, I would like to say this. Yeah. Um, I want Matt Canada on this podcast. So bad. This leads me to the fourth thing that I was correct about, Mm -hmm. which was that the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa would be one of the best teams in the National Football League. You know what's really bothering the pickles out of me right now? What's that? The fact that we just so happen to be going in order. 
of your list. We're not. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, if we're just we're going right down the line, I'm going to no, be so mad. We're not. <laughs> Wait, how many things do you have on that list? Uh, that I was right about? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So is there a single game that I could mention that won't coincide with one of the things you were right about? I mean, there were 16 games played this weekend, and I only said 11, so yes. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. For some reason, my brain was like, there was only eight games played this week. There were 16. No, you're right. Good. Yeah. I need to start finding um, those games. But, again, I said it once. I, I said the only thing that prevented me, the only thing that kept me from having the Dolphins winning the AFC East this year when we did our division rankings was, was Tua's Jets. health. Wow. But I said, if Tua is healthy... The Miami Dolphins will be one of the best teams in the AFC. Let me just read you two of Tago Veloa's stats. 28 of 45, 466 passing yards, three touchdowns a pick, did not get sacked a single time. Tyree Kill, 11 catches, 215 freaking yards. Well, man's has, And two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, four catches, 78 yards. Man runs a 40 faster than I can eat a Skittle. It makes sense that he would have hella yards. This team looked incredible. And again, Chargers fans, don't panic. You ran into maybe the third best team in the AFC. This Dolphins team looked phenomenal. This offense was absolutely humming. Tua looked like... I mean, he was probably the best quarterback in the league this week. Yeah. Phenomenal play by Tua. I was right about the Dolphins and about Tua. But I agree with you in the sense that (laughs) the Chargers (coughs) do not have reason to panic. Austin Eckler looked great. Um, That other guy looked good. Um, Joshua Kelly. Jim Kelly. Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly. Uh, but even Justin Herbert looked good. 22 of 33, which is a really good completion percentage. 228 yards and a touchdown is a really good yeah. um, sign. No turnovers from um, Justin Herbert. So a good game out of Herbert. I think they're fine. Obviously, defensively, they they probably should fix some stuff. But again, like you said, when you're going up against a really good quarterback and the two fastest wide receivers in football, it's really, really hard to defend against. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, The next person I want to talk about, Desmond Ritter. It wasn't the most jaw-dropping performance. It was very okay. It was efficient. Like, his... uh, Oh, I lost it. Give me a second. Oh, no. Okay, he was 15 of 18 for 115 and a touchdown. For the way the Falcons run that offense where it's rush-focused, that's all you need from a quarterback. Yeah, I I agree. Especially especially like when Bijan gets really going. And I believe Tyler Algier had a fantastic game. Yeah, 15, 15 carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Two touchdowns. And uh, I believe Ritter's one singular touchdown was to Bijan. Uh, for like in a normal situation, I'd be like, that's not ideal, but the Falcons are not normal. They're far from it. They have a former top 10 wide receiver and tight end who are not the focal points of that offense. Yeah. 
Um, I do agree that Ritter was efficient. I do agree with all that. But the way they looked did not, to me, look good enough to win the NFC South. And I think that is because there are two other teams that looked a lot better than I thought they would be, uh, and that's the Saints and the Bucks. And both of those teams, I think, looked better than the Atlanta Falcons. Even though the Atlanta Falcons won, I think both of those teams looked better than the Falcons. Um, Certainly, Carolina did not play great, but it is week one. Brock Brock Purdy. Bryce Young. Bryce Young is a rookie quarterback. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to get better as the season goes, obviously. Oh, you hope. So I don't – oh, yeah. Yeah, you hope. I don't think it's panic time for the Panthers either, but um, I do think the other two teams in the NFC South looked a lot better than Atlanta did on on Sunday. Okay, okay. Um, Another quarterback – I know I'm kind of double-dipping here. Triple-dipping, actually. Am I really triple dipping? That's okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I, I went into, when you brought up the Chargers, I went into a thing that I was right about, which basically counts as one of mine. Yeah, yeah. Screw you. Uh, another quarterback I want to talk about, Sam Howell. 19-31, 202, 1-1, touchdowns and interceptions. Uh, I know that that's also not like the most eye-popping it's performance. It's very mediocre. But he also was he also was sacked six times and was feeling the pressure. And I mean, for like for a fourth round quarterback, like I almost expected worse, you know, in their first official start. Like I'm not, not saying first, it's not his first official start. Whatever, you know what I mean. Uh I almost feel I don't feel optimistic, but I don't feel as pessimistic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I think like realistically, if you get a new Taylor Heineke, is that this is a dub, you know? Yeah, but I don't think that's new Taylor Heineke. No, 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 but like like you said, it's reasonable to suspect that the performance will get better over time. That is a reasonable yeah. conclusion to make. Yeah. And if you can get to at least Taylor Heineke level, then there's something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying like potential franchise guy, but you might have a potential bridge quarterback where you can really take your time bringing in the new potential franchise guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Um, my next point. This is one of those things where I said I have to try to hold back my enthusiasm. Oh, my God. Um, Anthony Richardson is going to win Rookie of the Year, and the Colts are going to win 12 games. That is an aggressive take. Anthony Richardson looked phenomenal, dude. I mean, yeah. Anthony Richardson did better than both of those guys you just named. Anthony Richardson was 24 of 32 for 241 yards, two passing touchdowns. Nope, that's Trevor Lawrence. 24 of 37, 223 yards, one tu- one passing touchdown, and a pick. 10 carries for 40 yards and a touchdown. Anthony Richardson is going to lead us to the promised land, baby. He looked great. It is very reasonable to say that if Deion Jackson wasn't probably the worst running back in the entire league this week, 13 carries for 14 yards, there's the 1.1 yards per attempt. 
Um, with two fumbles, I might add. If he was not the worst running back in all of the National Football League this week, we win this game against Jacksonville. Are you sure? Y'all yes. don't have a good record against Jacksonville. We do in Indy. I mean, I'm just saying in general. You guys the last, like have the worst record of all time against Jacksonville. The last like eight years, it's been pretty 50-50. I so, mean, I'm just I saying. I don't understand where that's coming from. But anyway... Point is, every team, Anthony Richardson looked very, very good. Every team has that team that they just, you know, can't fumble into a win. But it's only Jacksonville in Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, unless Indy becomes Jacksonville. Those fans travel well, dude. That's fair. But that's in the future, not in the past. Point is, Anthony Richardson looked great. Not just good, great. Was far and away the best rookie quarterback this week. Um, looked... I mean, very, very good. It made me, like, I I had optimism. I had too much optimism. Now I have unwavering optimism about the season. And again, I'm having to literally hold myself back from truly believing that the Colts are going to win 12 games, win the division, and go to the playoffs. That's fair. I, I understand that that's unrealistic, but the way Anthony Richardson played this weekend... Phenomenal. Highest, by the way, highest rookie percentage, uh, highest completion percentage by a rookie quarterback in his NFL debut ever at 66% completion percentage. Uh, Also, only the fifth rookie quarterback ever to lead his team in passing and rushing in the history of the NFL. I don't know if that's a great, great thing. It is certainly not. Please come back, Jonathan Taylor, very soon. Week five, you're up. You're ours. Anyway. Um, but point is he played really well as a Colts fan. I was super hype, super excited. And, uh, it, it immediately made my optimism turn into certainty, whether that is, uh, to my benefit or my detriment. Well, uh, really fast. I just want to point out that Desmond Ritter's, uh, passer rating was 17 spots higher than Anthony Richardson. Just want to throw that out there. He had a 96 passer rating? Uh, what? Anthony Richardson had a 79 passer rating. Desmond Ritter had 111. I'm talking spots. Like, Desmond Ritter I think second. you're thinking of QBR. No. Passer rating only goes up to 100. No, I think you're thinking of QBR. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, <clears throat> I was talking, like, as in, like, Desmond Ritter is in second, Anthony Richardson is in 19th. Well, that's stupid. Uh, Anthony Richardson did get sacked four times, and for some reason, sacks count against... I mean, uh, so did Desmond Ritter for more yards lost. Interesting. Then I don't understand why that is... I think it has to do with the uh, completion percentage more than anything. Anthony Richardson has 66% completion percentage. And Desmond Ritter had 83. He threw 18 passes. He threw, yeah, but he completed 15 of them. I'm thinking the completion percentage plays a heavy role in that. That's silly. Anyway. Also, Desmond Ritter's not a rookie. I said Anthony Richardson was the best no, I was, rookie No, I was pointing that out because you said Anthony Richardson better than both the quarterbacks you just listed. So, so you're telling me 15 of 18 for 115 yards and a touchdown. Oh. And a pick, right? No pick. Oh, no pick. Whatever. 
is better than 24 of 37 for 223, a touchdown on the pick? I mean, I think it depends on what the rest of your team around you can do. I don't think Desmond Ritter would have been successful in Indy with Deion Jackson running the ball, but I also don't think Anthony Richardson would have had the same success if he was in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Situations are situational, my dude. This is you trying to come up with circular rotation as to why Anthony, like to downplay Anthony Richardson's game. I'm just trying to like... I'm just saying, no other quarterback that we've mentioned the stats have you brought up their situation. Well, that's because you directly after I got done said that these two quarterbacks were trash in favor for your own team's quarterback. That is not at all what I said. I said he played a better game than them. Well, I'm just saying, according to passer rating, he did not. And according to passer rating, passer rating is terrible. It's a horrible stat. Like passer rating needs to work on its self-esteem. Passer rating is not a good quarterback stat. Passer rating and QBR are not good quarterback stats. Everyone will tell you that. Listen, I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm just trying to keep you from floating off too high for when the Colts inevitably. No, you're just trying. You are, despite me trying to be very positive and optimistic about your team, you are trying to shoot down a phenomenal rookie debut. I'm not trying to shoot down a phenomenal. You absolutely are. I'm just. I'm just saying it's beneath you. Let's not treat Anthony Richardson like he's Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. That's not even remotely what I did. No, but you think about it. Think about That's it. That's not even Ever since Sunday, you've been like, Colts baby, Colts baby. Not even Colts baby. remotely what I did. I just don't want you to get your heart broken. Not even... Oh, well, don't worry, I won't because I'm not a Steeler fan. Anyway. That's an aggressive... It's very interesting. Out, it's I, very it's okay. interesting. A lot of... There are some quarterback comparisons Oh boy. I want to make this week. Okay. Um, and when I say quarterback comparisons, what I really mean is... Um, there were five quarterbacks that outplayed the quarterback on the other side of the ball that I think surprised a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I want to just hit them really quickly. We okay. don't have a lot of time left, so I just want to hit these really quickly. One, Deshaun Watson outplayed Joe Burrow by a lot. Yeah. Now, um, some of these I think are more impactful than others, or have more meaning than others. Yeah, like I don't put much stock on Joe Barrow one. Not even remotely. I do think this has a little bit of indication for Deshaun Watson. Um, certainly not himself when he led the league in passing yards three years ago or or four years ago, whenever that was. Um, certainly not back to what he was prior to him missing almost two years of football. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit of hope for Browns fans that – he will be. Yeah, I think. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow. I, I'm like you. I don't. He had a, I think, a worse season opener last year, um, and he went on to have a phenomenal season, back to back trips to the AFC Championship game. I think uh, panic button has been hit hard on Burrow, and I think you need to calm down and let go of that button. Um, Patrick Mahomes was outplayed by Jared Goff, and again. I think you can attribute a lot to that. One, Amon Ross St. Brown played phenomenal football. Two, um, Patrick Mahomes' wide receivers had, it, it looked like some creepy green aliens 
took a football, made them all touch it, and sucked all their talent up. Hey, Rasheed Rice wasn't bad. Space Jam-esque. Rookie Rasheed Rice. He had a couple of good catches. Uh, but Skylar Moore and Kadarius Tony specifically looked like walking trash bins. Except if they were trash bins, Patrick Mahomes would have dropped it right in there. Um, so they both looked terrible. Again, six points on the board directly because of Kadarius Tony, but for Detroit. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of things, but I think it is surprising that Jared Goff outplayed Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Zach Wilson outplayed Josh Allen. And that is not because Zach Wilson had a good game. It is because Josh Allen looked bad. I don't think, like, I think it's one of those things where, like, we talked about it before the season. Josh Allen has a real problem playing hero ball. Yeah. He, like, it is, that's good. Like, it's, like, we, not only passing, but rushing. Like, he took this mammoth hit. Yeah. Trying to get an extra yard or two on a play that wouldn't, like, that extra yard or two would not, would have, not have mattered. Yeah, it yeah. does. It, like in the grand scheme, you just took a mammoth of a shot. Yeah. That you like opened yourself up for in the worst possible way you can as a quarterback, yeah. leaping forward, just full body exposed in the air. Like they're like the player's going to hit you, dude. You yeah. are putting yourself in that position. And I have seen multiple people come out and say that uh, his last pick. A lot of people who, one, know defensive routes better than me, and two, know wide receiver routes better than me, say that that was more of an incredible play by the defender and a poor job at staying close to the defender on the receiver's end. Yeah. Um, And so not really on Josh Allen for that last pick. But the other two were... No, they were tough. They were tough. He was trying to get a home run play when all he needed was a single, you know? And then this one didn't surprise me, but I think did surprise a lot of people, and that is Matthew Stafford outplaying Geno Smith. Um, a lot, dude, see, I had the same thought. Like, oh, of course he did. But a lot of people thought Stafford was done. He's too old, coming off a bad surgery. Stafford's done. He's old. He's going to have a terrible year. And a lot of people thought Geno Smith was going to take even another step up. So I think I mean, like, uh, it doesn't surprise me, but it surprises a lot of people that Stafford played better than Smith. This I week. could see the argument, but not for the re- like just based on weapons. I could see the argument, but it, yeah, I don't know. But then finally, um, and this one, this team still lost, but I would argue this quarterback far outplayed the other, uh, not far, but outplayed the other nonetheless. And that's Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts. I think Mac Jones, despite the loss. Had a better game than Jalen Hurts. Um, and let me read you their statistics. Jalen Hurts was 22 of 33 for 170 yards and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Mac Jones was 35 of 54 for 316 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. The only thing Justin Fields did better than Mac Jalen Jones Hurts. this game. Uh, not even, I mean, yes, technically rushing yards, but he only had 37 rushing yards, which for him, that's good. That's a lot. But for him, that's not crazy yeah i think um, the eagles kind of want to get away from how much yeah hurts ran the ball which makes year. sense yeah. which makes sense but uh mac jones did have a 66 percent or no a 64 percent completion percentage versus the 66 from jalen hurts so he was two percent completion percentage better than mac but uh mac jones did play very very good football 
Again, threw the ball 54 times, which to me is kind of crazy. That feels too much. Um, I think it will be, and I don't think that that's going to continue. I really think what a lot of this game was, was um, this is a team we're not supposed to beat. This is a team no one thinks we're going to beat. So let's go out there and throw the crap out of the football. Yeah. Um, and it is important to, to note that the first two drives of the game, the um, – 49er, 49ers, the Eagles ran right down and scored and then caused the turnover in the red zone. Um, it, uh, it was a fumble from somebody. I don't remember. It wasn't Mac, though. But anyway, um, and so they were up 14-0 off rip, like literally three minutes into the game. And so they did have to throw the ball a lot. They started the game basically down 14. Um, but also, I think a lot of it was them attempting to – Mac Jones had two rushes for 15 yards. Wow. Uh, But a lot of it, I think, was them trying to figure out what their offense could possibly look like. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think this leads into another thing I was right about. It's going to look very good. Mac Jones looked incredible. A lot of the receiver, uh, Kendrick Bourne, six catches for 64 yards and two touchdowns. Ramondre Stevenson, six catches for 64 yards uh, and 25 rushing yards to add to it. Ezek didn't look bad. He only had seven ca- uh, carries, but he had 29 yards, which is over four yards a carry. Um, yeah, it is. No. Barely. 4.1 yards yeah. per carry, but nonetheless. Um, so I think this offense, despite only scoring three touchdowns, looked a lot better than most people thought it would. And uh, I said that before the season started. So another thing I was correct about. I, and again, I would make the argument that Mac outplayed Hurts. I don't know if you were keeping up with how many times David said he was right or correct this podcast. You want me to finish the no. list? I won't go in detail. I'll just tell you what I was right about. Uh, one, Baker Mayfield being good. Two, the Titans being bad. Three, Russell Wilson improving. Four, uh, Jordan Love being good. Five, the Bears still suck. And six, the Giants would regress. All right, wow. Well. And I should clarify with the whole Jordan Love thing. I didn't say Jordan Love would be good, but I did say out of all the quarterbacks that are unproven, that we have not seen enough of, if I'm going to believe in any of them being good, it's going to be the guy who sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. So that one's kind of a fake I was right about. It was more like if any of them are going to be good, it's Love. I didn't outright say he was going to be good, but I kind of called it. Well, uh... I lost track of the, I called it, I was right, I was correct. Uh, oh, I'll go over them again. Brock Purdy, Baker Mayfield, Tennessee Titans, Russell Wilson, Dolphins and Tua, Jordan Love. Uh, what does that say? Oh, the Rams, uh, the Patriots offense, the Bears still suck, the Giants regressed, and then Seattle. Being bad again. Not bad, but not being as good as they were last year. Do I need to go over it one more time? No, I think we're good. I'm sorry. I think we're okay. Listen, listen. I promise. I'm making a promise both to you and to the podcast. I will be significantly less obnoxious. Interesting choice of word there. I have been, as Thomas said at the beginning, pretty insufferable the last few days. And that was all leading up to this podcast. I really wanted to just lay it all out there. Um, I do understand it's week one. I understand a lot of these things that I'm right about. 
uh, quote unquote, right about will probably prove to be not true. It is week one. Uh, but next podcast, I will not be an arrogant dickhead. Uh, the rest of the week, you I will said, not be. You said a dirty word. I will not be uh, an arrogant booty head. Um, I just really wanted to for this podcast because I was right about a lot of things. But Thank God we do not have camera this podcast. I can't imagine the amount of stink face I've given you during this. You have scowled significantly. Uh, well, listen, I don't know what your hot take is for the next week. I don't know uh, if the Dallas Cowboys can can keep it up. We didn't talk about it. They played phenomenal. They did. They did. Uh, but listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get fined. fined.